Welcome to the TPS 5 for the week of May 25th through the 29th. TPS 5 is a weekly recap of the latest in marketing, communications, and digital healthcare news as curated by the expert hosts of the Touchpoint Media Network. To learn more about Touchpoint Media, visit us online at touchpoint.health. Our lead story this week is from Fierce Healthcare and is called The COVID-19 Pandemic Will Have a Long-Term Impact on Healthcare. Here are four changes to expect. The article begins by stating that after the immediate emergency of the current COVID-19 pandemic passes, the healthcare industry will have trouble returning to business as usual. There will be tough times financially in the near term. Justin Garneau, vice president of healthcare advisory firm HealthBox, says it's an emphasis on the haves and have-nots of healthcare providers. The organizations that had a tight digital strategy, that were good at telehealth, had money in the bank, by and large, those healthcare systems, unless they are in hard-hit areas, will do well and emerge with an eye toward acquisitions and advancing the position of strength they have. Unfortunately, though, smaller, rural, and less financially healthy systems will not come through this crisis okay. And as always, this reinforces the fact that health systems across the country are still dealing with financial pressures of our industry. Grinot continued by stating that other things have changed or been reprioritized. There are a lot of cracks in the system that have been exposed from supply chain for PPE to how underserved populations are more exposed and much more at risk to COVID than others. And this is only compounded by the threat of additional COVID-19 waves in conjunction with the surge of sick patients who put off getting care during the first part of the year. In fact, health payers are modeling for a spike in utilization and spending later in 2020. The second surge may be worse than the first, even though we would be better prepared for it, as we could have flu season people putting off care throughout the spring and summertime, Neil Patel, president of HealthBox, said. The article then outlines four ways healthcare will change in the long term as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. First, there must be new strategies for elective surgeries. Patients who have put off elective surgeries and procedures will need to be reassured that it's safe to enter hospitals and other healthcare facilities. And health systems are currently struggling with developing the right approach to engage patients and make them feel safe. Saying, we're open, is not going to be effective for those patients who feel they can wait to have their procedures, Patel said. He then points out that some health systems are working to shift their branding to be transparent about what they are doing to make things safe, and also recognizing the need that patients may not want to get surgery in a hospital setting, and possibly considering alternative ambulatory settings. We know that hospitals are already hurting from the margins they typically see in these cases, so they are sending cases to a joint venture ambulatory surgery center where they are doing 50-50 on the profit sharing. The second significant change is the need to develop local supply chain sources. The pandemic illustrated flaws in how hospital supply chains acquire critical equipment like PPE. With supply chain, for many health systems, it was analog. They have no real analytics on where their supplies are coming from, Patel said. It becomes more complex with hospital consolidation, which leads to group purchasing, which, during a pandemic, results in the risk of a, quote, significant single point of failure, unquote, on supplies. Some regions are seeing competing health systems collaborating on obtaining equipment and supplies, creating consortiums, and building domestic manufacturing of PPE locally to reduce their reliance on importing. The third trend is the ongoing advancement of digital health options. Clearly, the pandemic has seen the adoption of telehealth and remote patient monitoring. We've seen health systems doing a decade's worth of work in the span of a few months, Patel pointed out, and it underscores the fact that digital health has gone from a nice-to-have to to a must-have. 
at-home diagnostic equipment is also an opportunity of advanced acceleration of digital health. The crisis has also hastened trends in consumerism of healthcare as patients begin to realize they have more virtual and digital options available. Lastly, they predict ongoing innovations with drones and robotics. The article points out that the biggest impact of the COVID-19 pandemic has been on how consumers work and live with social distancing measures and working from home. Advancements in drones and robotics in the consumer world will reduce the number of people who interact with other people. We might start seeing things like robots going in and cleaning floors and facilities on a daily basis so that you don't have to expose people to disinfection routines, Gurnot said. We often see that technologies that become widely adopted in the consumer world then make their way to healthcare. But the real question is, will these advancements be driven from within the health systems that are already financially strapped, or from those outside disruptors that are already setting eyes on claiming more of the healthcare space? And now other headlines from this week. Sterling Sky posted an article highlighting that Google My Business is now offering tools to post insurance information on local business listings for clinics and health systems. Insurance information is available for select merchants in the U.S. only, reads an update from Google's website. This feature aligns with Google's ongoing efforts to provide all the information a user needs directly in the search results without having to visit the business's website. Dr. Brian Vardabedian published an article on his blog entitled Telemedicine or Telehype. He writes, over the past few weeks, we have mistaken one platform of human connection with a revolution. Video interface to connect humans is old technology. What's new is the leapfrogging of 20th century roadblocks to force this tool into the clinical space. You can read more of his perspective via the link on the show notes. We know that Twitter and Facebook have been in the news significantly this week. Business Insider published an article entitled, The Real Threat to Facebook and Twitter Isn't a Pandemic or the President. The article points out that a number of systemic challenges within the social platforms, including the rise of misinformation and bots in the platform, are creating disruption. Social media services have absolutely no idea why they exist anymore other than to simply keep all of the plates in the air. And lastly, be sure to listen to Touchpoint Media's newest Data Point podcast, where host Greg Matthews speaks with Steve Downs, co-founder of Building H and former chief technology and strategy officer at the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. They talk about why human health looks so different today and what underlying cultural changes we can make to get it back on the right path. You can find links to all these articles in the show notes. And that's it for this week's TPS 5. If you like the latest in healthcare news and want it in a readable format delivered to your inbox, be sure to subscribe to our e-newsletter, The TPS Report, which you can sign up for on the Touchpoint Media website at touchpoint.health. As I record this today in Minneapolis, it's noted that there is a lot of tension and stress in our society. So please stay safe, and I will talk to you next week.